He's a native Texan, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is the Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you on a gorgeous morning in the hill country. I know it's foggy out there. Got a pretty thick fog in some places, so be careful. Um, don't know how it is through all the low spots, but uh, it's certainly uh, lots of fog everywhere else. So be careful out there as you're uh, out on the road this morning post a three-day weekend there's probably still some tourists uh, headed home, so be nice to those guys as they hightail it out of town. So, um, we have plenty to talk about today. We're going to talk about the special session. We're going to talk about what didn't get done. We're going to talk about uh, some of the uh, grassroots anger, um, some of the ins and outs of this uh, Paxton um uh a paxton situation and so we're going to be talking about all of that today but you know there's something at the top of my uh my worksheet every morning every day i have a sheet uh, my uh, worksheet for the program and i have it divided into four segments i call them quarters and at the very top, it has, well, of course, the date, but it also has a, a phrase that I put up there um, four years ago. It just says, hello, why are we here? And, um, you know, I don't, uh, it's been a long time since I've said, why am I here? Why am I coming on the air? Why do I do this? I do this because I want to get you engaged. I do this because I am a firm believer in this government was formed to be run by the people. It is self-governance, and that begins not with laws or rules or regulation, but that begins with the self-governance of yourself. And that it involves, it means self-governance also means that we get involved with the process of governing ourselves, whether in the most important ones are the ones nearest you, your school board, your city council, your county commissioners. Those are the ones that are most important. I am here because I want you to get plugged into those things. How many years, how many times have you heard people say, oh my goodness, did you see how high my new uh, tax rate is? You know, and and you go, yeah, uh-huh. And are you surprised at that? Oh, you are surprised at that? Look, if you're surprised by the, the headlines in the Fredericksburg uh, not-so-standard newspaper about the uh, rising appraisal rates, if that surprises you, man, welcome to the club. We're glad you're here. We're glad you've woken up from your long, deep sleep wherever you've been. Um, yes. These rates and this appraisal comes in, this is all due to your local elections. Yes, I know you don't vote your appraiser, but there's all kinds of other parts of this that you vote for. And uh, how that money is spent, all of that is locally. Are you sick and tired of your rates and your taxes going up like that? 
That's why I'm here. Not just taxes, but every part of your life. All right? Were you unhappy when uh, some local city council, Yahoo, decided they had the power and the authority to tell you that, no, you couldn't gather in groups of 10 or more? If that, if that didn't bother you then, I don't know what's going to bother you. But we get to that point because of our local elections. We get to that point because of the elections nearest to you. And, of course, you would think those would be the elections that most people showed up at, that people would say, well, that's what I am so concerned about. I am definitely showing up. But it's just the opposite. It's the election where the least number of people show up, and it's the election that has the most importance in your life. Uh, so why am I here? And that's written at the top of my little worksheet every day. Why are we here? I'm here because I want to get you engaged. I want to get you plugged in. I want to get you involved in one way or another. We have a couple of events going on uh, this week that are um, that uh, you can get yourself plugged in. And uh, the first one is uh, Texit tomorrow night. I believe it's tomorrow night. Let me pull up my email. I'm pretty sure it's tomorrow night. Texit is going to have a meeting in uh, Fredericksburg. And uh, so let's see. We're going to pull that up there. Um, yeah, I believe it's at six o'clock at the six o'clock at the um, I started to say the brewery, but it's not. It's at that barbecue joint. Um, it's going to be at Buzzy's Barbecue on the 31st at 6 o'clock. Um, and I believe their topic is going to be uh, banking. What would banking look like in an independent country, in an independent nation, an independent republic of Texas? What would that look like? And so that's at Backwoods Barbecue uh, tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. And then Thursday, June the 1st, um, up in Lano. Um, y'all get yourself up to this meeting. It starts at 6, the Lano Tea Party. Um, Raz Schaefer is the regional director for Hillsdale College, and he is going to be there on, uh, it's going to be there speaking. And uh, it says here, uh, the subject's uh, promotion of life, liberty, and cultivating a love for American values. Listen, I've been in the room with Raz before when he's spoken this is uh, well worth your time. You can RSVP by just clicking on your email that you get from the Fredericksburg Tea Party. Do you get that weekly newsletter from the Fredericksburg Tea Party? If you don't, that's where all of this information that I talk about here on a daily program most of the time is available on that newsletter from the Fredericksburg Tea Party. So go to fredericksburgteaparty.org, get signed up. And then you can RSVP for that Lano meeting on Thursday night, June the 1st. All right, we got plenty to talk about today, so we're not going to waste any more time. I've got a little bit of uh, Ben Franklin for you this morning. Um, what we all need now is some patience, right? What the world needs now is not love. It needs patience. Ben Franklin said in 1736, he said, he that can have patience can have what he will he can that he that can have patience can have whatever he wants all right we're just going to assume that ben was always also talking about she's i don't know what his uh, pronouns were i imagine they were he and him 
uh, because he was a, a dude, wasn't he? He that can have patience can have what he will. Folks, y'all stay tuned. Stick around. We're going to be right back. Rhinos hate him. I'm out. Come out wherever you are. He's Matt Log on the Hill Country Patriot. The Hill Country Patriot. All right, let's not waste any more time. We have got the impeachment of our Attorney General going on by self-proclaimed Republicans in the Texas House. Um, This is going to be, uh, tell you what, this is already causing a big split in uh, the Republican party and uh, we'll have to see where that goes out and i have my own opinion on that Uh, it's a split that's been there for a long time we're going to talk about that later um i want to talk about the special session um the governor i think a lot of us were predicting this i think we were uh, pretty certain that there was going to be a special session for um for uh school choice and uh, from what I heard from the Capitol, that that special session would probably not going to happen until September, which I think is a genius move because then the uh, teachers will all be in school and not uh, available to come up. And uh, yeah, I'm sorry, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that. Uh, I got no problem with that. And so it was a, not a surprise, really, but when... Uh, the governor announced yesterday evening a special session after I had already unplugged from the politics, which uh, I do that uh, out of respect for my wife. And uh, But then I started getting texts that um, need to get plug myself back in. And uh, sure enough, the uh, governor called for a special session that he says began at 9 o'clock last night. Um, it's a 30-day session. If you're new to Texas, only the governor can call a special session or the House can call a special session for the purpose of impeachment. But there's several um, there's quite a bit of uh, hoops they have to jump through to do that, but only for the purpose of impeaching an elected official. So um, the only so there what it comes down to is only the governor can call a special session. And so he puts out his proclamation yesterday afternoon, and it's very interesting that he started out by giving a list of uh, of, of all the laws that he's going to be signing, um, and that is a technically. I'm trying to figure out a good way to say this. Technically and legally, his list is correct. I believe it's misleading in some areas in that it makes it sound like something really positive was done in uh, certain of these areas basically he's attempting to take credit for some uh eh, some baby steps but he makes them look like big steps that's the way politicians are we ought to be used to that by now but then it gets down to the uh, proclamation for the special session now, when the governor calls a special session, it's to only last for 30 days, and it can only consider and act, it can only consider and and act on whatever the governor wants to put on there. 
Now, it's very weird that you will have people who will file bills that have nothing to do with the governor's call. I've never figured that out. They don't go anywhere. The bills don't get heard. They don't get signed to committee. I I don't understand that, but apparently they're allowed to file a bill, but you can only act, consider, and act upon whatever the governor says. So here's the governor's instructions in his uh, proclamation. Let's see, does it have a... Oh, yeah, it was filed in the office of the clerk at 8.30 last night, so somewhere about an hour or two before that um, is when this was released. Um... And it says, here we go, the consider and act upon the following. Legislation to cut property tax rates, all right, to cut property tax rates. Now he's going to give some instructions on that. Legislation to cut property tax rates solely by reducing the school district maximum compressed tax rate. Oh, come on. You don't know what that means? I thought everybody knew what school district maximum compressed tax rate meant. Uh, I I, I think I know what it means. Basically, it's going to lower your taxes, apparently, maybe, supposedly. It says cut your property tax rates um, in order to provide lasting property tax relief for taxes, taxpayers. So, there, um, so he's, that's the first order, cut property tax rates, and then he gives them directions on exactly how to do that. He's not giving them options. Then he says legislation solely for the purpose of increasing or enhancing the penalties for certain criminal conduct involving the smuggling of persons or the operations of a stash house. So um, smuggling or stash house legislation, we had some of that that came real close. I'm not sure what the holdup on it was, but I think that one will be easy. Seems like they will just resurrect that piece of legislation and fix it so that everybody's happy with it. Um, the uh, tax rate, uh, cutting the tax rate was a huge battle between the Senate and the House, and that's why it didn't get done. So it's going to be very interesting in these 30 days to see if that's what we can get done. All right. And so that special session, I believe the, um, I believe the Senate and the House both went back into session. If not at nine this morning or 10, it's going to be, they're going to be going back, uh, in there up, uh, sometime soon. I'll try to find that during the break here in a second. But um, that's it, special session. So what does that mean? That means you have another chance to get engaged. Uh, I will be going back to the Capitol on Tuesdays um, starting uh, next Tuesday. Yeah, you may have noticed this is a Tuesday that I'm not calling in from the Capitol um as far as i knew yesterday afternoon everything was over with i usually have been driving to austin's austin on monday nights in order to uh, be there bright and early on tuesday morning and uh, to bring you the program from uh, under the pink dome every tuesday well if i'd have left yesterday afternoon uh, we didn't even know there was even going to be a session today so next tuesday i'll be up at the capitol give you an opportunity to join me if you haven't been before if you want to go 
If you want to go show support, if you want to go talk to your representative because you're not very happy with how they voted on the Paxton impeachment, <clears throat> go up there with me. We'll get in their office. We'll uh, see if we can't make an appointment to uh, to visit with your representative next Tuesday. But you'll need to make that appointment now. You need to call them now and start lining that up. Um, but uh, there's another opportunity to get engaged, get involved. And um, we will probably, there will probably be some committee hearings. Um, I doubt I will feel uh, I doubt I will feel um, called to testify on either of these two bills, but it'll still be good training for anybody that wants to go to the Capitol and join me next Tuesday. All right, folks, we're going to take a short break. And uh, when we get back, we're going to, I've got a letter from Julie McCarthy, who is, um, she is really one of the grassroots uh, conservative leaders in the state. And uh, I'm going to bring you her take on the impeachment of our Attorney General Warren Kenneth Paxton. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. There's more where that came from. Matt Log on the Hill Country Patriot. I'll be back. Right, we are back. You're listening to the Matt Long Show on the Hill Country Patriot, your information station on your FM dial at 104.3 and 102.1. If you're driving around in the truck in your Hill Country, that's where you're tuning it in. Or if you're listening anywhere in the world, you can go to hillcountrypatriot.com and listen there or download our app. And that'll also get you in there. So, um... The um, my dear lovely mom is over in Northern Ireland right now, and she listens. It's about tea time over there every day. Um, I did uh, I did uh, yesterday uh, afternoon. I um, pickled some peaches, the old Southern recipe of pickled peaches. My grandmother used to do so. I put up my first jars of pickled peaches yesterday, and. Uh, I'll pull those out around Christmas time and see how they do. So, the impeachment of of, of our Attorney General um, Julie McCarthy is uh, the former. She was the founder of Northeast Tarrant County Tea Party. This was a group that uh, became very successful pretty quick. A good membership, a really good working group up there. And they grew, of course, being in the, the Metroplex. If you're from, if you just moved here, uh, we the Metroplex is what we call the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And if that's even more confusing, because Fort Worth is on the left. If you look at a map, it ought to be Fort Worth-Dallas, right? I mean, Fort Worth is to the west. For, yeah, yeah, anyway, whatever. And all, of course, everybody from Fort Worth would like to see it that way. So we call it the Metroplex. And so you got a large population. Any kind of uh, conservative Tea Party type group up there, um, you would you would assume is going to have a pretty large membership. And they did. And they grew. And uh, they changed their name to uh, True Texas Project. And what they did then is they kind of... Uh, franchised it and i'm not talking about buying a franchise but they set up a pattern of franchise and then have been passing it spreading it through texas 
And I've had the honor to work with them. In fact, Friday I'm going to be going to a, uh, I'll be doing a training with um, True Texas Project in Katy, I believe is where I'm going to be on Friday afternoon, Friday evening. And uh, so anyway, Julie um, released a pretty long uh, email here, and I'm not going to read it all, but man, um, pretty much everything I'm going to say between now and uh, when we go to our next break are coming out of the mouth of Julie McCartney. And she says, wow, we have never seen grassroots this mad. She says, have you scrolled through Twitter? Twitter? Whew. I sure wouldn't want to be a state rep who voted for the impeachment of Paxton. They are being eviscerated by you as they should be. Um, folks, I uh, I had to get on Twitter recently. Honestly, if you're even if you're at the Capitol towards the end of the session, if you can be on one side of the building and something can happen on the other side that makes news, and you may not know about it until you get home that night. That happened to me a lot. So, following uh, Texas Ledge on Twitter has become a habit of mine. Um, just actually, unfortunately, just in the last couple of weeks. But anyway, on Twitter, they have been going after anybody that voted for this impeachment. Uh, the conservatives have been going after them on Twitter. So um, Julie says, let me back up and give a replay for those who haven't been following. And I'm going to start at the very beginning, so buckle up. Number one, Dade Phelan was elected by Speaker of the House by 147 state representatives. Only Tenderholt, Slayton, and Schatzline voted against him. Phelan had made it clear that he had no interest in Republican priorities, but those who voted for him promised our priorities would be passed. That was what Ellen Troxclair told us. Yes, she said, I voted for uh, Dade Phelan, but don't worry, our priorities are going to be passed. Uh, that didn't happen, Ellen. Um, with all due respect, that didn't happen. Why? Because the House dragged its feet all session. Committee chairs were announced late. They voted for multiple five-day weekends. Hearings were delayed. Multiple frivolous or even left-leaning bills were passed while the stated priorities of the Republican Party were left to die. An uproar was made over Slayton's affair with a young staffer <clears throat> in spite of in spite of the fact that he willingly stepped down. All right, this one really bothered me. I, I was very, very, very disappointed in Brian Slayton and uh, what apparently um, an affair he had with a young staffer. I Completely out of line. It does not make me happy at all. Um, kind of embarrassing. I don't know, embarrassing to me. I don't know if that's the right word. But he stepped down. He did. He stepped down and he walked away. But the House still decided to take time on a public vote to have him removed. They could have been doing other things, but no. They made a big old public vote. I was there. They made a big scene out of pulling his name off of the board, and they all patted each other. Oh, they act so solemn. Oh, they were so solemn. Right. You, you could just tell it was like a funeral there. They were just so they were so disappointed that they had to get rid of the biggest pain in the butt they had all year. Brian Slayton, because he's a true conservative and was standing up for what he believed in, they were all very, very 
sad that they had to vote him out, even after he had already um, <clears throat> quit. Um, anyway, so, and uh, there were also, there was at the same time this was going on, there was a state, a female state rep uh, who was having an affair with a married state rep. And there was audio of that, but nothing happened there because those people were in the good favors of Speaker Dade Phelan. So they go after Slayton, but uh, the other people that were uh, fooling around, two reps messing around on the floor, um, and um, one of them married, and of course no consequences for that couple. If you want to know who that is, just go dig through some of the uh, news in the last uh, six or eight months on, uh, I don't know, I'd try Current Revolt. They have some uh, good coverage of that affair there. Um, soon after that, um, a recording of Phelan um, slurring his speech went viral. Uh, Ellen Troxclair assured uh, Angela Smith, I believe Angela told me this the other day, that uh, <clears throat> that um uh, dade wasn't drunk he just you know he, he it was a long day and uh, it was the same long day for everybody there but why was he the only one slurring his speech ellen i'm not too sure was ellen troxclair slurring her speech at that same time because she went through the same day says a uh, second video came out that showed uh, about six minutes of other times that Phelan had been drunk on the floor Everybody started making excuses, um, but uh, there was no medical time off for uh, Dade, no apology, no explanation. Nobody honestly believes he was sick. And here we go. Uh, one representative uh, put out a message saying we're all human and just to forgive him. So basically by saying that, they're admitting that he had been drinking. Uh, then attorney Ken Paxton calls for him to resign. Two hours later, Phelan calls for the investigation in the Paxton. I think that's a little bit uh, misleading, Julie. I appreciate your letter, but uh, the investigation into Paxton had been going on for quite some time. Uh, Phelan just, I think, probably pushed the button and said, y'all get that out of here and get this done. So with the 11th hour on a holiday weekend with only four hours to review the case the republican house voted to impeach republican attorney general um julie says i'll add a personal note here paxton is arguably the most active ag in the nation fighting back against biden big pharma and corporate overreach julie says i did not vote for him in the primary I chose Gomert due to integrity issues. Julie, I agree with you. I also voted for Louis Gomert in the primary. And uh, Julie says, I don't know the truth about any of the charges against him, but I do know that people with power have been desperate to stop Paxton for years and failed. If there was solid ev uh, evidence against him, it would have been used already. Somehow the House was able to make a determination in four hours about the details others have spent years pouring over. So the vote was 121 to 23. The nays were um, Anderson, Bell, C. Clardy, Craddock, Cunningham, Dorazio, Harless, Harris, C.E. Harrison, Isaac, Leo Wilson, Morrison, Paul, Price, Schaefer, Schatzline, Schofield, Slauson, Smithy, Swanson, Thompson, E, 
and Tenderholt and Toth. Um, present but not voting, and I wished I'd have seen more of these were Dutton and Hayes. Um, I would have liked to seen more present but not voting. I would have had more respect for um, <clears throat> for uh, Ellen Troxclair had she voted um, either a nay for sure. I think she should have been a no uh, present or not voting. Um, I think that would be the um, uh, where we would be. So. So uh, in this email, we're about halfway through it, and Julie says, um, so that's the story of what's been happening and so far. And she says, let me, let me uh, point out uh, right here um, the key factor. Um, uh, they, she said, I read somewhere that the House spent a total of 35 hours on this impeachment sham. They wanted it done. They jumped into action. And they made it happen in just over one day. Um, she's talking about the 35 hours that that committee spent meeting since, um, I believe March when they started, when Andy Murr started the, uh, secret meeting, um, in there to impeach, um, our attorney general. Um, so they put more work into that than they did into the border protection unit. Sounds like they did more than they did for declaration of end, uh, of an invasion, these are things that did not get done. <clears throat> the governor <clears throat> Sorry about that. Thought I had my button pushed. The governor The governor wants to tell you we had a Texas border protection unit created. We did a, a very wimpy one, I think. Um I, I don't believe it got done. Um declaration of invasion did not get done. Ending in state tuition for illegal aliens that did not get done mandating an e-verify that did not get done finish the texas border wall that didn't happen ban foreign land ownership nope end dei on college campuses i'm not too sure julie there may have been something on that actually passed um we did not get the ten commandments in the classroom in fact, you should have heard some of the testimony against that. Tallarico was the worst. Oh my goodness! You would think we were, we wanted to bring in serial killers and serial rapists in the classroom. The way he was against the Ten Commandments in the classroom, um, ending COVID vaccine mandates. The governor says we did that. Julie says we haven't done that. I don't think we have. I'm going to have to do some digging to see if the uh, who's right on that. Um, helping detransitioners, we didn't get that done. We tried to get that done. Um, we did not end taxpayer-funded lobbying. Um, we did not pass any education freedom. Um, we didn't uh, uh, get focused on reliable energy sources. Um, we didn't eliminate property tax. But what did we do, folks? I want you to know this. This is very important before we take this break. What did they manage to pass this session along with uh, taking all the time to impeach our attorney general? They also passed the largest budget increase in Texas history. So when they come home and tell you how conservative is or they start bragging, well, we got those nasty books out of your middle school. You should pat us on the back. Tell them it was the most expensive session ever the most expensive session ever 
the largest budget increase in Texas history. So when they start telling you how awesome and all the great things they did, you don't shrink government. You don't get a conservative small government by creating the largest budget increase in Texas history. Texas is conservative? We're the, we're the leaders as Texas goes, so goes the nation. I think Texas is going how the nation goes right now. Y'all stay tuned, see if we can uh, come up with a solution. Texas politicians fear him. He's Matt Log. We are back, and a little bit of a word from the Texas Freedom Caucus. I believe this was um, released. Their statement was released right before the the governor um, came out with his special session. Uh, So this is a letter from Matt Schaefer on the Freedom Caucus. And it says, Governor Abbott, we acknowledge the many conservative victories in this session, including protecting Texas children from gender modification and sexualization. That was good. Stopping woke indoctrination at Texas universities. Ensuring fair play in women's collegiate sports. Restoring felony penalties for election fraud and more. It says, we look forward to you signing these measures into law in the coming days. However, many conservative priorities failed to advance to your desk this session. We request you use your powers as the governor of Texas to call the legislature into a special session immediately following the regular session to address these issues and any other conservative priorities you believe necessary without delay. So here is what the Texas Freedom Caucus said. Um, before, I believe, the governor left, uh, uh, put out his uh, special session call. So property tax elimination and relief. The current property tax system is untenable. I'm so glad he didn't use the term sus- unsustainable there. Um So this is from the Texas Freedom Caucus, uh, Matt Schaefer. These are what they want to see on uh, the uh, special session, property tax elimination and relief. He says, we want Texans are not adequately protected from ballooning appraisals, and many are taxed out of their homes. We encourage you to add legislation replacing school district maintenance and operation tax with a revenue-neutral consumption tax and delivering the largest property tax cut in texas history to your call that's what uh, they're saying uh, they need to do um border security um special session for border security um special uh, session for educational freedom we've got to get these school choice bills through i don't know what it's going to take i think the house 
<clears throat> my prediction is if this really came down to push and shove, now we know it's not on this call coming up, um, this session, this special session, but it will be on another one. I wouldn't be surprised if the uh, Democrats, if the Democrats pulled another let's leave when it comes to uh, um, education savings accounts. Uh, they are so dead set against that. Uh, the ban on the COVID-19 vaccine mandate, I can't understand why um, even the Freedom Caucus is getting uh, caught up in making sure that these vaccine bans are just COVID-19. I don't know why. Why? Why? They'll just name it someone else, something else, and they'll go, well, you know, that law is only for COVID-19 vax, and this is a, this is a flavid 22 uh vaccine mandates so eh, it's not covid so that law doesn't apply so i don't understand that one um we should it ought to be natural law that the government can't tell you that you must place a foreign chemical especially a test chemical a test drug um into your body it just that ought to be just a, a given that ought to be a given. Shouldn't even need a law against that. No one would imagine that the government would force you to take a trial drug. Um, the couple of more things on the Texas Freedom Caucus uh, call, and I do not know enough about these to speak to them, but they say adoptive adoption assistance a program. Um, and, uh, boy, I know there's a lot, I know a lot of people who uh, I've heard so many stories about people, uh, trying to adopt and adopting and what it took. So maybe this adoption assistance program that the Texas Freedom Caucus is pushing for, maybe it's a good thing. I do not know. Also, it says full-time vocational training. Um, I'm not sure where I would stand on that one. But that is from the Texas Freedom Caucus letter, um, a request for these items to be added to a special call. Um, from Michael Quinn Sullivan this morning, don't get distracted. For too long, too many of us have been lulled to civic sleep or pointed in the wrong direction. A friend recently attended a meeting of the Texas Republican Party's State Executive Committee <clears throat> meeting that's uh, double words there on the docket was a proposal for communicating publicly what the gop grassroots expected the state's gop dominated house and senate to deliver in the coming legislative session a sniveling apologist for the lawmakers fretted that the elected officials wouldn't like being told what to do have you heard that I'd heard that before. I've heard that when uh, we put out the uh, priorities uh, for the uh, Republican Party. Michael Quinn Sullivan says, too bad. Our republic was not designed for the convenience of a special elite. While we have been conditioned to think of it today as vaguely uplifting political poetry, our founding fathers began the U.S. Constitution with three purposeful words, we the people. That's uh, not just uh, political poetry, folks. The people are supposed to be in charge with everyone operating under clearly stated laws equally applied. Similarly, the responsibility for the future of the republic doesn't rest 
with um, presidents or mayors or governors or senators, but with each one of us as a citizen. And yet we have been distracted for too long. Too many of us have been lulled to sleep or merely pointed in the wrong direction. The citizens have been told to fight with each other over the table scraps offered by the self-established ruling elite. For more than 20 years in Texas, there have been Republican domination in the state's political machinery. For two decades, Republicans have held every statewide executive office, every judicial office, every commanding majorities of both House and the Senate, yet government is more bloated than ever and the tax burden higher than when they took control. When citizens raise these points, the elected class in Austin raise often their eyebrows in horror and tell of the dastardly done deeds of the Democrats. Some, if they're even edgy, might even lay blame on the rhinos. But here's the thing. Everyone in office is a Republican in name only. The fact is conservative policies are killed or ignored in Texas because Republicans allow it when a democrat is seen gleefully holding a bloody knife over a gutted gop priority it is because republican lawmakers handed them that knife citizens must understand the process and not be distracted by the self-serving fairy tales told by lazy legislators it begins by reminding ourselves that the responsibility for safeguarding our Republican, our republic and advancing our priorities rests with each of us as citizens. We must not allow ourselves to be distracted by the public servants from our high calling as citizens. Woo, that's another t- tough one from Michael Quinn Sullivan. That's out of a book called uh, Reflections on Life, Liberty, Life and Liberty. Reflections on Life and Liberty. And by the way, we're going to have those available. They did come in. They're going to be available at our next meeting uh, Thursday, the, hold on, let me look here, the 8th, I believe. Thursday, the 8th of June, the Fredericksburg Tea Party will once again have its regular monthly meeting. And so those books will be available there and uh man are we gonna have them at a bargain price so um y'all stay tuned and um all the excuses from your love republican lawmakers are gonna have to wait for 30 days now